Excuse me a second, I need a cough. Uh oh, one more. I think I swallowed a fly. What's wrong? I think I swallowed a fly. No. I swallowed a fly. What do I do? What can happen? How's it going, eh? It's going all right. Excellent. I don't know. Summertime has hit. It's got to be at least a blazy 85 <laughs> degrees. Blazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a moderate day back in L.A. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, yeah, we were in Phoenix. It's, you know. Ah, yeah, well. 110 to 120 <laughs> regularly, so. Yeah, a chilly winter morn. <laughs> <laughs> it has been in the 60s. It's been kind of overcast and almost rainy for... You know, kind of like misting mm-hmm. a couple of days last week. So definitely took a while to get into summer. Way up here in the northern latitudes. Typical of the city, it's uh, it's either chilly or ridiculous. <laughs> I guess those could mm. be the same thing. Uh, lo, no los chilly, dos. <laughs> chilly or or uh, a wash in mug. Uh, so yeah. It's, well, uh, you are yeah. You're you're near two rivers as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. a large river, so it can get humid. Yeah, it is. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the, the the hot season is briefer here than anywhere else I've lived. Yeah, more brief. Uh, hey, speaking of rivers, mm-hmm. recently I kind of relearned of the site called marinetracker.com, okay. which is a lot of people know about Flight Tracker, where you can see oh, all right. the flights in the world. Just sure. Amazing number of air, <laughs> aircraft flying through the sky all the time. Mm-hmm. And this one is all the ships at sea, including down to like fishing vessels and even private craft that have a um, a GPS thing, wow. Bob. Mm-hmm. But uh, once they get away from the coast, you can see that the you know that there are all those ships and boats and things, but it doesn't tell you what it is, just other than cargo vessel. Mm-hmm. But if it's close enough to one of their I don't know signal towers or something, it'll tell you the ship name, you know, cargo vessel Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> And um, it has pictures that people have taken, you know, all, all the time at various stages of its life. All its details about size and capacity and um, what speed it's it's currently going and what its most recent its most recent voyage was from where to where or where it's going. You know, it's on like a um, I don't know, fifteen minute delay, mm-hmm. something like that. You can pay to get live. It was like over a hundred a month. I have been to see, but anyway, it's really cool. And you, um, I noticed that there in, in Portland, one of the uh, I think it's the largest floating dry dock in the world. Really, um, certainly in North America is in Portland. There's a bigger not floating dry dock <laughs> in Norfolk, Virginia. And where a dry they do dock is carriers. a dry dock is a place where they it's almost like a lock where they can uh, get a boat or a ship in, right. and then they can take, drain the water out for yeah, uh, so they can completely expose the the, the hull. Yeah, the hull. Mm-hmm. The hospital ship Mercy is in dock now. Just came up the Columbia wow. last week or a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And also two of those gigantic um, radar Navy trackers. Far out. They have gigantic domes, radar domes on them. So Mercy oh, well. went <laughs> through the Panama Canal and all the way back up? I guess. Wasn't it yeah. the one that Trump sent over to New York? Was that the, Wait. Was that the same hospital ship? Hmm. 
Or is that a different? Oh, shoot. I can't remember. That was, was that the Mercy? Darn it. So there's, there are two. And I think the Mercy was the, um, I know the Mercy is stationed in San Diego. Oh, okay. Um, so I think the other one, something else, something. Yeah. The other one. Something similar. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Comfort. Comfort. That's the other one. Is it? The Comfort. I believe so. Yeah. The Mercy (laughs) and the Comfort. Okay. Maybe they referenced the Mercy when they were talking about it, but. They, I'm sure they reason, did. You know, they, they had, I had it in my head, but maybe it, maybe mm-hmm. there was some other operation that it, the Mercy was involved in. Or maybe the Mercy uh, helped the people coming in from the West Coast? to I mean, to the West Coast? The, the, maybe. The passenger ship that was infected? Was that it? That's possible. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Regardless. So, <laughs> yeah, it's up there. Uh, we're in your neck of the woods. And yeah. so if I, I was going to say, you know, if I, if I had that Marine tracker when we lived over in, um, in Astoria, mm-hmm. uh, that would be really cool. Cause you know, there's, they come right, right by the goondocks there. Goondocks. Uh, all the, <laughs> yeah. You know where they filmed the goonies. Oh, okay. I don't, I didn't realize that. The, the goonies were filmed in Astoria. Okay. One of the many films, uh, mm-hmm. you want to go through that list? Kindergarten cop, short circuit. Mm. <laughs> a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of them filmed right up there. Well, there was, uh, there have been a few, um, <laughs> scenes shot in Portland. <laughs> not, not too mm. many films, but you know, that are set in Portland or whatever. But, um, yeah. the, there was a famous, uh, scene in my own private Idaho, of course, mm-hmm. where, uh, Scott and, uh, River Phoenix's character is a narcoleptic and he is sort of waking up in Portland and being held by Keanu Reeves. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, they're at the elk statue downtown, mm-hmm. but they modified the statue. He had one of his assistants, uh, Gus Van Sant, the director, painted bronze and sat him on the elk mm-hmm. to get this shot. And mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, below, they put a plaque over the actual one yeah. that read the coming of the white man. <laughs> so it's, it's supposed to be a native American on the elk, right? Riding an elk, I guess. I think he's got his hand upraised, but he's got, you know, the stereotypical feather and headband, I believe. Yeah. Um, so when people sometimes talk about Portland and now because the base of the elk statue was damaged, the the rumors are that it's because of that plaque that said the coming of the white man. And of course, protesters <laughs> think it's racist and they, they want to tear it down. Oh, when actually what it says is something like dedicated to the spirit of the people of Portland, 1905, <laughs> something like that. So yes, that, that statue is not racist. Doesn't have anything to do with racism. That is a thing that Gus did for the movie My Own Private Idaho. Just throwing that out there. Yep. And then um, there was something else. What was it? I think there was a scene in Oregon, in, in a forest uh, in Oregon where they filmed. Oh, Stand By Me. Stand By Me, was, yeah. They, they filmed down. not everything, I think, but they filmed. Most. Most of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just west of you there. What, what was the town? Do you, do you know? What I, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was out near um, hmm. Sweet Home. but uh, Whatever. The, the train sequence, yeah. of course, mm-hmm. was filmed there. Yeah, uh, out here and their town, not that town, but in Oregon. <laughs> Getting back to the thing, yeah, but the the town they used was <laughs> yeah. also in Oregon. Yeah, rare. I was surprised that I I would have thought that a lot of stuff would just be shot in Portland because it's an easy city to get to from a major film spot like Vancouver, where they film mm-hmm. a ton of stuff. So yeah. if they need something more. I don't know, a different kind of forest. <laughs> I guess they could come down here, and it is kind of weird, and uh, there's a lot of old architecture. 
and the blocks are short, so it looks like an old city, mm-hmm. um, an old timey thing. But uh, apparently, not not very much. That's what that's what backlots are for. <laughs> that's true. So now that I've rambled, so that's been uh, <laughs> ship talk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a link to the to the thing. The Marine Tracker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. Speaking of other news, uh-huh. which is actually even more exciting than Marine Tracker. Yeah. I am now a dad of two daughters. You had another baby. And by you, well, I mean your wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we now have another baby. <laughs> and, well, the first baby is not a baby anymore. That's true. She's a little girl yeah. working on uh, quiet time. She assured me right before this uh, this recording that she was going to be quiet. <laughs> you know, we, we stopped calling it nap time. Now it's just quiet right. time. And she, she assured me she was going to be quiet. I said, Mommy's uh, taking a nap, yeah. so you need to be... Nice and quiet. <laughs> okay. Okay, Dad. And I, so I would say three tenths of a second after I closed her door. Blah, 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 blah. She's just singing away. It's like, a, it's like closing time at the bar. It's like, <laughs> all right, time to lay down. You don't have to go to sleep, but you can't stay here. Uh-huh. That's exactly what it is. So it's pretty fun. And this is... Little girl, our newest little girl, is a really good baby. She's very calm and quiet. Hmm. She, uh, first one would cry at the drop of a hat, almost, <laughs> you know, when, and when her needs were not met, hmm. you know, need a change, she's hungry, needs burping, whatever. And then she would stop when she, you know, when we met those needs. Mm-hmm. This one kind of just goes, <laughs> or she, uh, you know, hear a little lip smacking and she's trying to eat her fingers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I guess she's hungry. You know, and she's just really calm and quiet nice. so far, which is great. Yeah. That was me. That was me as so. a kid. Something about 114, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess she was born. Yeah, she was born at 114. <laughs> it was 20 seconds away from the, you know, it was like military time on the clock on uh-huh. the wall in the, in the, um, the procedure room. And it was 1313 uh-huh. up there. And then, that would be cool. And I could tell it was getting mm-hmm. close, you know, but then, uh-huh. and the anesthesiologist said, 114, calling it. <laughs> can, can you just, like, here's a fiver. Let's, let's just say 1313, because <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'm just going to cool. program this clock. <laughs> okay. Back 30 seconds. 1313. No, 1314 turned out, so. And that's okay. So you were, we put off a topic from last week yeah. till this time about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right. Uh, a favorite of ours as fans. Yeah, it's a seminal work for me. I just reread the first book. Oh, wait. Speaking of ours, ours being... The Two Brothers on It's Just Called Two Brothers. Oh, uh, that is the name of the show. I am Marcus. And I'm James. Okay, welcome to the middle, kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah. I it's Because I just reread it, I, I it was on my mind, and I was thinking about it. So, uh, Q, Willie Nelson's You Were Always On My Mind. <laughs> Let's not know. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what was I saying about it? <laughs> well, you had just finished a reread. Uh-huh. Right. That's what I said. It was amazing how wild it is as a narrative. Well, sure, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite far ranging. It, it's uh, there's a lot of ideas packed in there. Quite remarkable. <laughs> That's one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a, a an unsilenced phone thing. Yeah, but also lots of ideas being proposed these days as story. Adams was way ahead of in 1978. Oh, I think at the time it struck me over and over again as I read it that premises of asides i i recognize in tv and movie i don't know log lines right trailers and stuff huh, mm-hmm. that's kind of like uh douglas adams idea from, from hitchhikers he just 
threw mm-hmm. it out there to make a joke. And um, it's very dense with ideas as jokes. Yeah. It's it's really, really good. Right. It reminds me of Terry Pratchett's footnotes mm-hmm. um, that he does a lot of in, in the same vein. And a lot of those footnotes are what people quote. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe even more than the narrative. So, uh-huh. well, that started me thinking, was Terry Pratchett influenced by Douglas Adams or I'm sure he probably he was huge in the British scene uh, sure. from the late seventies on through the eighties. Yeah. And so I'm sure he was influenced to some degree, hmm. um, but he doesn't uh, cite Douglas Adams as one of his main influences. Right. You know, he's, he says, um, GK Chesterton, mm-hmm. PG Woodhouse. Woodhouse I could see. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a certain wry think- dryness to yeah. what he does as opposed to yeah. Adams is rarely dry like that. <laughs> no, he's a little more, you know, wacky yeah, slapstick. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I listened to all the, not all maybe, but most of uh, Woodhouse's uh, Jeeves mm-hmm. series on audiobook. Oh. Not who re- who not reads bad. them? I don't recall. It was on LibriVox. So, oh, you know, some volunteer. Nice. Well, especially yeah. if it's good. Those are hit and miss. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, we've got a special offer on this one. Really? Yes, it, it, it's free if you break my legs. Fair enough. Great! I'll just get the hobbling post. Okay. Wait. I've read this one. That's the problem with Woodhouse, isn't it? Yes, it's terrible. Now hurry up and break my legs. But I've already read it. No, I'm sorry, I've got to go. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and then uh, Lloyd Alexander was one of his influences, uh, I, I guess, on the fantasy not know side versus is. the humor side. Um, you know, I I didn't realize that I had read a couple of his things um, way back when. I'm sure I read uh, at least one of the, the Westmark trilogy um, called The, the Kestrel. Mm-hmm. Um, that one stuck out on this list of things. And uh, he also wrote Time Cat, oh. <laughs> among among a bunch of other stuff that I, I hadn't really heard of, or that I don't recall, yeah. anyway, back when I was looking through fantasy, probably in high school mm-hmm. and junior high, maybe, right. when we go to places like the, what was it, the Phantom Bookshop? Haunted Bookshop. The Haunted Bookshop, thank you. Yeah. Unfortunately, no longer with us. Yeah. But uh, lasted quite a bit longer than I would have expected. <laughs> maybe. Uh, in the, to, for small bookstores mm. in these early times. And then, of course, Pratt, uh, Terry Pratchett was good friends with Neil Gaiman. Right. And Neil Gaiman was good friends with Douglas Adams. Mm-hmm. So there's a connection on that one, yeah. too. I mean, they both wrote humorous fiction, so... Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Some crossover. Mm-hmm. What was the one for sci-fi writers with Ray Bradbury and company back in in the day, uh, like 50s, 60s? There was a group, you know, mm-hmm. sort of a round table of sci-fi writers that would get together. Yeah. Isaac I, Asimov and... I don't... Uh, those remember guys. that I I don't remember. Well, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember what they were. Yeah, what they called themselves, grumpy sci-fi guys. <laughs> yeah, probably. Don't know. Well, let's do a music share. I have to go to work and hit the road. Yeah. So you have to get out of a, a steaming hot car. Yep. <laughs> it's not too bad here in the shade. I don't don't know why I didn't think to park in, under a tree. Oh, I see. Okay, good. In my stu- park my studio under a tree yes. before your mobile uh, studio. Yeah, yeah. And here at the mobile studio, it's 12.35, 2.05 at the mobile studio. Guns blazing on K-Gun. <laughs> uh, I love the Magnetic Fields. Magnetic Fields is a band uh, basically uh, led by a songwriter named Stephen Merritt. Mm-hmm. He released the 50-song memoir, so a return to this big project <laughs> thing. 
And yeah. it's all, it's a, I guess it's every year of his life oh. to celebrate him turning 50. Right. So another, it's kind of interesting, another project like Joel Plaskett looking back yeah. as a middle-aged mm-hmm. person. So that was, uh, that one's really fun. And there are a lot of short songs on it, which I guess gave him the idea to make an album of all really short songs. Yeah. Called Quickies. Yeah. That's what this one's called. It just came out I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So released on uh, June 19th in the U.S. And then it is 28 songs, all of which are under three minutes, I believe. And most of them are under two minutes. Hmm. So super, super short. He, in the keeping with the theme of humorous things in the show, yeah. is a very funny lyricist. Yes. This song is called The Biggest Tits in History. <laughs> okay. And it's not what you think. But I don't know. I have this penchant for 10-year-old humor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, he said tits. Tee-hee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that and fart jokes. That, okay. Yes. And uh, football in the groin. That doesn't get old. <laughs> I'm not into be- people getting hurt for laughs, but I well, yeah, okay. I do. It's that sound that gets me. For you know, There's something <laughs> about a, a, a certain kind of pee-pee-poo-poo humor that <laughs> yeah. I find really funny. Mm-hmm. So... I think I guess that goes along with the kids swearing thing. Like I really think it's funny when kids swear, um, mm. but this one is a ton of fun. Like the whole album is just a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. The raw, raw the way through. It's got a, I, I like the, the uh, structure. Uh, there's something hooky 
uh, mm-hmm. about the, the chord sequence. Yeah. And ironically, both of these, neither one of these songs that I've shared has Stephen Merritt singing. <laughs> so do one of those. <laughs> Maybe I'll put one on the outro. Perhaps. But speaking of outros, mm-hmm. we are outro. <laughs> yeah. We need to hit the road. Mm-hmm. And by road, I mean virtually. Yeah. Speaking of outros, mm-hmm. if you want to send us your outro, you can send it to bros at it's just called two brothers.com. Yeah, and if you tweet, you can tweet it as at IJC2B. Mm-hmm. I need to remember to use the show intro on um, my coughing and that add the clip of of George saying, I think I swallowed a fly. Oh. What can happen? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I need to remember to, to use that. So I'm saying it here, but use my coughing for, for show <laughs> intro. Yes. Use your disease for good. <laughs> uh, too soon. Mm.